If you've got to Exodus chapter 3, if you would please stand this morning and, and reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Exodus uh, chapter 3, uh, starting reading with verse 1. Exodus 3 verse 1, the Word of God says this, Now Moses uh, kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And, to Moses, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them out of the land unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, into the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites. And therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10 says this, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning. I thank you for the ones that had a desire to come out to worship you in spirit and truth. I thank you for the Sunday school hour uh, that you blessed us with. And I thank you for the choir singing, Lord. I, I thank you for this day, Lord Father, and uh, uh, the humbleness, Lord Father, that it can really press upon our hearts, Lord. And I, I thank you for the appreciation the church has shown. And Lord, I just pray that we'll continue, Lord Father, to strive to upbuild the kingdom of God, that we can uh, continue to worship you, that we continue to build this community, continue to uh, show a lost and dying world, Lord Father, the light uh, that they need to see. And in Jesus' name I ask, amen. amen. We want to take some time this morning. I usually don't read that many verses to start out, but uh, we want to take some time looking at the, uh, the book of Exodus chapter 3. Uh, uh, we're going to get into chapter 4 probably too, but uh, some thoughts of exactly the story of uh, Moses and his calling. Uh, uh, Moses has a lot of things that he has to go through. He has to get over. He has to uh, get past. But uh, uh, the one thing that we have to understand that Moses, uh, hap what happens in Moses' life that God places is that God will give you a purpose. Uh, you need to realize this morning that God is going to give you a purpose in this life. Uh, I want you to know if you're lost, uh, uh, God's purpose for you, the first thing is to be saved. I, I, I want you to know that God uh, he hasn't planned for anybody uh, to die and, die and go to hell. He sent His Son to die on a cross that all uh, may be saved. All can come to repentance. It wasn't uh, uh, just for a certain group of people or, or a certain uh, a race of people or a certain uh, a gender. Uh, he came to save each and every person. That's the first thing. If you have a purpose in your life, if you're lost, uh, is to be saved this morning, right now, today. I, I believe it's appointed unto man right now that we have a day that we're going to die and we need to have a day that we need to realize that we need to be saved. Uh, God troubles that heart. That's the first thing if you're lost. Now, if you're saved, uh, I don't know what in the world uh, uh, some people's uh, purposes are in life. I don't. I, I don't know everybody's life. I, I, I can't, I, you can't come to me 
me and we pray in an altar or we pray in the back or pray at my home or, or even have a prayer over the phone and at the end of it I won't be able to tell you over the phone that yes, uh, uh, Tony, uh, I know that God has, has this in store for you. I, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is what God's purpose in life is for you. That's what we have to come to realize uh, in, in, in a state of repentance, in a state of love, in a state of dedication. Uh, God will show us uh, what our purpose is in life. Uh, I want you to know Moses had done, uh, been raised in Egypt. He had been, been raised by the Egyptians there. Uh, he had become their own. He had been raised uh, in the kingly household there in Egypt, or Pharaoh's house. Uh, uh, he had done a committed murder. He had done run away, uh, uh, so to speak, run from God, uh, so to speak, for his calling. Uh, he had done found uh, uh, this man and his daughters there, and he had accepted them in. Uh, he had married one of the daughters, and, uh, and the Bible tells us he had done had two children. Now he's wandering the wayside. He's wandering the hillsides, uh, watching the sheep. I, I like to think Moses done thought for a little while that, well, uh, I done got away from God. Uh, God doesn't have a purpose in my life. Uh, uh, you know, he's made mistakes. Uh, he's become a murderer, a cold-blooded murderer. He had become a, a person that made a, a big mistakes in his life. I, don't, I want you to know that what kind of mistakes you've made in your life, uh, no matter how much you've tripped up, uh, no matter how many times that you, you've regretted things in your life, God has a purpose. We've all got a hillside that we're coming upon in our lives. We've all got something going on right now that we're wondering why God has put certain things in place that they are. I, I, so many times I, I go in prayer and I, I question why I'm having to see things, why I'm having to go through certain things. But I want you to know, God has a purpose. And I want you to know, a lot of times in life, we come upon this mountainside, and just like in verse 2, the Lord appeared unto him in a flame out of the fire of the midst of a bush. Now, I don't believe anybody here. I, I just don't. I don't believe that you're going to come upon a hill anytime soon and see a bush consumed with fire and the, and the bush not be consumed. Don't misunderstand Scripture. But I do want you to know that God is going to show up in your life, and you're going to know when He's there, and it's going to be your choice to whether if you go to Him or not. Understand that, church. You have a purpose in life. God is going to show you what that purpose is beyond the shadow of a doubt. He's going to show you He's there in your life. It may be through conviction this morning, or through the service to show that you need to accept Him as your Savior. It may be this morning to show you need to be a, de a better dedicated Christian and to realize that God has things for you for store in your life. It may be lots of things. But God's going to show up in a way that you know He's there. You're going to know beyond the shadow of a doubt. It says that he looked and he saw the bush burn with fire. And he went. And I like that it says in verse 4 when the Lord saw, he decided to see. Ain't that good? The Lord had put that bush there and he didn't know for certain. I believe that God knows a lot of things, but we surprise him from time to time. He put that old bush up there on fire and then the Lord saw, well, he, he's looking. Hey, the Lord gets excited sometimes uh, when He puts things in your way, when He shows that He's in your life, uh, and you take a little peek over to where... When we, get, when we go to the gas station and we see uh, people that are, that are hungry, that are hurting, when we come to church uh, and we know that there are families that are struggling, uh, when we see so many things in the community that need to be helped, that need to be loved, I want you to know that's the burning bush of God sitting out there wanting you to go out and look for Him. We have a purpose. And I want you to know some people got different purposes. It wasn't everybody's job to go into Egypt. It wasn't everybody's 
wasn't anybody's job to go in into Pharaoh's uh, palace uh, and to request the release of the children. You know what, you know what had happened? I believe the 99 to uh, probably 100% if any of the children of Israel got up, Brother Dwayne, and walked into the palace of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and said, God told me to tell you to let my people go. You know what Pharaoh would have done? He'd have killed them. Ain't that amazing that when Moses walked in, he didn't get killed? Uh, Pharaoh just told him, ah, just get out of here. He didn't kill him. We have a purpose in life. 11 and 12, even though we have a purpose in life, verse 11 and 12 shows us something about that purpose in life. 11 and 12 says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he says, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the Israel out of Egypt, ye shall mountain. Uh, verses 1 through 10 uh, shows us that no matter what kind of place we are in life, that we've got a purpose. Uh, but verses are right here, uh, verses 11 through 12, uh, shows us that we are insufficient. Uh, understand that, church. God's going to show you uh, things that we need to do as Christians. Uh, if you're lost, uh, I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that you need to be saved. Uh, you need to accept but I'm speaking mainly to the Christians today. You've got a purpose in life, but you are not enough. Moses points that out. And Moses says, oh, who am I? And a lot of times God shows us to, us to do things. And we say, well, who am I, God? Uh, who am I to do these things? I, I, I've said this many times and I'll say it many more times the rest of my life. I don't understand why God placed ministry in my life, Brother Dwayne. I, I don't understand why He gave me the calling to preach. Uh, I, I run for months. Uh, I couldn't sleep at night. And I, I said, God, I can't do that. I even thought to myself, that's what my daddy does. <laughs> that's what old Jeff Stone does. Uh, he's down the road now. I get to uh, talk to him and uh, talk about our community together. And I used to just say, God, I don't know why. Uh, you're trying to get me to do that. I'm not. <laughs> That's craziness. That's what Dwayne does. <laughs> and he's crazy. I don't want to be like him. Bless his heart. But I want you to know something. You know, we, we have but we ourselves are insufficient. We are not enough. I couldn't do this each and every Sunday without God. I couldn't love my wife. I couldn't love my family. I, I tell you what, church, I truly do have a love for this church and its members. I couldn't have that just being normal. Oh, Zach Stone. I couldn't. The love that I should have in my life doesn't come naturally. It comes from love that when you get a whole bunch of people together, they don't ever uh, agree on anything. They always bicker and have little problems. And you know what? That goes on in every church. Thank God we got the love of Jesus because we are insufficient to give us the love in the church to love on one another. No matter how bad your morning's been, no matter how bad your week's been, no matter how long of the, church, the pastor has visited you at home, I want you to know we still got love for each other. But we are insufficient. We're insufficient. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, I shall say unto them, The God of your father has sent And they shall say unto me, What is his name? <laughs> it makes me kind of laugh when I read that. What is his name? What shall I And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent unto you. Now I want you to I had to really look 
and get that. I had never really sat down to study uh, the I am and what that means. And, oh, that Hebrew, it's hard to get into English. It might be a little more word than what you really think about. But I'm going to say I am. You know, I am. He is supplied enough. He, he does enough things. We've already said that we are not sufficient. In so many ways, I am that I am means I am sufficient. In, in fact, in Zach Stone Hebrew, let me, let me translate this so Zach Stone, you can stick this in your mind. This ain't exactly how it's interpreted, but this is what I got. It says, I will be what you need me to be. I will be what you need me to be. Now, in, in, in reality, it pretty much means no matter when or where, He's there. He's always present. He's always going to be what we need to be. But in that thought, well, I will be what you need me to be. I thought about God to me is very different to what God is to Tony or what God is to Dwayne or the other Tony or anybody else here. Hey, God is different to each and every one of us. You say, well, God's the same. He doesn't change. God is a, is a different entity with each and every one of us. Sometimes I need to be loved on. Sometimes I need to be whipped. Sometimes I need to have a certain directions given. Sometimes I need a message to be brought to me. And sometimes you need to uh, know that you need to witness to somebody out in this world. Uh, God will show up. I am that I am. I will be what I need to be for you. And think about the question that was asked. Uh, he said to him, he said, uh, Moses coming to the children of Israel. He ain't asking about what am I going to tell the Egyptians of who you are. He tells, what am I going to say when the children of Israel, when my brothers and sisters, when my cousins, my uncles, my nephews, hey, when all the people of the family of the children of Israel come and they say, who are you? Uh, who are you following? And where did you come from? He tells them, it says, just tell them I am what you need me to be. He ain't got a name. He don't have an image. He don't have something we can set up and worship. And we got crosses outside. We got crosses behind it. We don't worship that cross. Uh, uh, that's just an old piece of wood. He is I am that I am. He is what we need when we need Him. Ain't that no matter what, no matter what you're going through this morning, and no matter if you're having difficulties at home or work, uh, if you need to be saved, uh, if you've strewn away, if you need to grow back to Him, uh, if you need to rededicate lives, uh, if you need to be baptized, if you whatever's in your life, He's going to be what you need. Ain't that comforting? And sometimes I just need somebody to just cry to. And He's that shoulder I can cry on. Sometimes I just need uh, somebody that I can pour my heart out to. And He's the person I can pour my heart out to. He's the one that He'll embrace me and love me just when I need it to be done. I want you to today, you've never realized what God can do. He is sufficient. You've got a purpose. You are not enough. And God is enough. You can't, but God can. Think about that, church. We can't. Oh, there's lots of things I can't do. Doctors today still ain't cured cancer. They ain't cured diabetes. They haven't cured uh, uh, different kinds of diseases all over the place. Uh, they haven't cured this and haven't cured that. Uh, uh, they haven't uh, really touched a woman with an uh, issue of blood and healed them just immediately just from the touch of Jesus' garment. Uh, we haven't seen uh, uh, anybody that I know of step over the sea and spin a stick over it and the water stand up on each side and it be dry ground for uh, hundreds of thousands of possible people uh, to cross the sea. Uh, I don't believe I've known anybody to walk on water. I think I think I know some people that think they can, uh, but I don't know of anybody that can. I've never seen anybody just call down fire from heaven. I've never seen it. We can't do a lot of things. 
but I'm glad that God can. God can do wonderful things. Uh, a lot of times we are, we are a smaller church, and I want you to know we, we like to think sometimes that we are limited uh, by small church uh, process. Uh, we think sometimes that we can't do this or, or we can't do that. I'm glad that we can't do that. I'll go ahead and highlight sometimes we can't uh, do certain things, but I'm glad that God can do certain things. I'm glad that He hears prayer. I'm glad that we can fill up these old altars. Uh, we can link hands and form circles in this church. Uh, we can anoint oil in the prayer uh, for the sick. Uh, shall heal them. I'm glad today that God can show up. Oh, Zach ain't never preached anybody to heaven. Did y'all know that? I ain't never preached a soul to heaven and I never will. Can't. I have never personally delivered salvation here. Did y'all know that? I've never paid your sin debt. I've never died on a cross for you. You know why? Because I can't. I love each and every one of you, and I'd give you as much as I could if I could, but I want you to know I can't give as much as I need to because we have somebody that can. We can't, but He can. He is sufficient. Chapter 4, verse 1 through God's going to give us a purpose. I'm glad today if you don't have a purpose in life that you can come down to an altar of repentance. You can come. You can pray. You can go home and pray. You can pray right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to come. to Pray where you're sitting at. If you think God needs to put a purpose in your life, you don't have a purpose, you can get it right now. You don't have to wait till later in the message. It may wear off by then. Think about it, church. He gives us a purpose. We are insufficient. He is sufficient for us. But I'm glad today that even though we are insufficient, He is sufficient. He's going to equip us. Chapter 4, verse 1, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto them, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground, and cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. Verse 4, And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth thine hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. Praise the Lord. We are insufficient. He is sufficient. He's going to give you ways to know that you can work for Him. Now, I, 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 ain't nobody here. I, once again, you ain't going to see no burning bush. Uh, uh, you ain't going to see the rivers parted and dry ground here. And you're not, none of you, I believe, is going to pick up a stick and throw it on the ground and it become a snake. But I want you to know, He took something as simple as a stick and worked it through to show that He was sufficient. And there's going to be something in your life uh, that's going to show up and show you that God is sufficient, that He will work through you. It may be something as a simple Bible verse. It may be a text from a friend. It may be the love that you're shown through this church. It may be all kinds of things. But I want you to know that God will equip you for what He wants you to do. Every time. You say, well, God's calling me to do this. And I don't, I don't, I'm just not enough. God's enough. And He's going to give you the things to do it. People Talk about visitation. I'll bring that up because, boy, I tell you what, that's one of the hardest things I've ever seen to get people to do is go out and visit people. You know what he's equipped you with? I don't know if y'all realize. Most of you's got a car, don't you? <laughs> Whoa, most of you can drive. 
Most of you can talk. <laughs> Most of you know a little bit about the Bible. Tell somebody that Jesus loves them. And if you don't, uh, we'll make sure that you know something before you go to their house. Uh, but I want you to know that if we truly want to have God do things in our life, we'll truly realize that God has already equipped us. He's already given us what we need. In fact, you know what? Moses had the rod in his hand the whole time. Uh, he didn't say, drop the rod and put off your shoes. He said, take your shoes off. And Moses came in holding the rod. Ain't it good to know that God's going to use whatever it is you've got in your life right now to the betterment of the kingdom of God. For you to serve. For you to do things. I want you to know that I can't, but He can. Moses didn't turn that rod into no snake. Moses didn't turn that rod when he went into Pharaoh's temple. He threw it down, became a snake. All the other magicians, they threw their rods down. They became snakes. But guess what God's rod did? God's rod consumed the other snakes. Then He picked up His rod. It turned right back into a rod. Boy, ain't it good to know that we've got normal, everyday things in our life that God can use in our ministries and the things that God, He's got a plan. And no matter how crazy you may think God's plan is for your life, no matter how much you're going to tell God no, we just need to tell Him yes. Because we are insufficient, He is sufficient, and He's going to give you what you need, and you've probably already got it. Ain't that good to know? The last thing we want to look at is right here later in the verse 10. You are insufficient, He is sufficient. He's got a plan for you, all that good stuff. He's going to equip you. In verse 10, I want to really take some time and point out this. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore. Spoken unto thy but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Y'all realize that Moses has a problem? He, he, he thinks that his, his physical limitations, his, his, his life limitations, what he is limited will affect what God wants him to do. And 11, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. And I want you to realize that no matter what you're missing in your life, whether it be financial, whether it be physical, whether it be spiritual, you say, Lord, I, I don't know enough about the Bible. I, I, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. God will give you what you need to do His purpose. Now realize this. Every one of you is bad about bickering, ain't you? <laughs> I won't ask you to raise none of your hands. Every one of you, you, you complain, you bicker, you, you whine about certain... I whine about certain stuff. My wife will, will hit me in the cage and I start whining about stuff at the house. This ain't going right. This ain't going right. He's, I want you to see what he says in verse 13. He said, Oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. Hey, Moses said, eh, I don't think you can fix that, Lord. Well, how many of us bicker like that? I want you to know that even though he bickered and whined and complained, and said, Lord, I just can't do that kind of stuff, what did the Lord do? Verse 14, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he says, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Understand this, church. God will supply us everything we need, and it may be through somebody else. Well, that's, we don't do that enough, do we? We think that God will just supply us what we need. 
God will just give it to me. God, God, God will supply what I, what I need. God will give me comfort. God will give me everything I need. I've seen it. I have personally seen it right here in this church that God sent people to love on people right here in this church, in this congregation. I've seen it. I've seen open arms. I've seen tears. And I want you to know God sent that person. God sent Aaron. He told him, he said, Aaron's going to be happy to see it because Aaron knows what's going on. In the church house right now this morning, there are people that have problems. They have a purpose in their life. They cannot do it. God will do enough for them. And then we need to realize that He will equip us and then He'll give us everything we need even if it's through somebody else. So many times we try to lean on our own selves. I do. I try to say, Zach can get through the service. Uh, Zach, you know, I'll get up there and I'll preach for, for 30 minutes and I, I try to keep my time right. I'm just picking. I try to keep a certain limitations of my time. I try to do this and try to do that. But I tell you what, sometimes I show up to church, uh, uh, we get through the choir, I just show Zach, and I'm like, Woo, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. It's been, I, I didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> we could just dismiss. I didn't have to preach that. And then a special gets up here and sings. And then another special gets up and sings. And then we have a testimony, my goodness, that just rocks the house. It's just filled with tears, filled with joy. I want you to know, sometimes God has to use other people. This ain't the church of Zach, and I'm glad it's not because I'd mess it up. <laughs> my wife would tell you, yeah, he's bad about tearing stuff all to pieces and not putting stuff back together. He takes his time doing that. I want you to know, church, we've all got our own purpose. You don't have to deny it. You don't have to second guess it. I'm glad there are people in this church right now that are fulfilling their purpose. I'm not preaching to everybody that you've got to do something different. A lot of you are doing it. A lot of you are fulfilling your purpose. But a lot of you aren't. I know at the end of every week I look back and I know that I haven't fulfilled certain things God wanted me to do. He says, Zach, you're preaching up behind a pulpit? Yeah, because I am not ashamed. I'm a and I mess up probably every day that I should do things that I don't. Because I think that I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I don't think that I am enough. I am not sufficient. I don't think I've been equipped to do those things. But I'm glad that the Scripture shows us, no matter what He shows you, if you show up and you see a burning bush in your life, if you see God show up, you see an opportunity that there's no other way that you would have seen that opportunity unless it was God. How many of you had that happen in your life? If, if you saved, well, there should be hidden. Yes, we know that we've got to do things. I have been whooped. I've got home. I couldn't sleep at night. I've stayed up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning trying to watch TV just to get it off my mind. Just so I wouldn't have to think about it. And just so I, I could get away from what God had called me to do that day or that week or that month or even at the church service that I didn't do the things that God had told me to do. How many times do we walk out the doors and we just sit through an hour of singing and preaching and a sweaty guy running around acting crazy? How many times do we do that and we ain't done nothing? You've got a purpose. You have a purpose this morning. I'm not trying to be some... A person, a motivational speaker. I ain't trying to be that this morning. I ain't trying to motivate you to do something. I'm trying to tell you that God wants you to do something. You've got a purpose. Moses didn't think he had a purpose on that hillside. Moses done got off, got a family, and then got happy. I believe Moses was happy where he was at. A lot of you happy where you're at. Everything's going good. The bills are paid. I'm getting through life. The kids are getting raised or they're already raised. The only thing left for me is a tombstone and a six-foot deep grave. That's what people think for some reason. My goodness, there's more to life than a tombstone and a six-foot deep grave. Oh, he's got a purpose. 
And it ain't for me to fill up that old dirt. It ain't for you to fill up no dirt either. What kind of purpose has God placed in your life? Think about it this morning. What has God done? What has God shown you? What is God leading you to do right now? What has God shown you that you should have did in service? What has God shown you that you should have did this week, this month, this year? Hey, we're in November. Ain't that frightening? We're already in November. There's things that I had planned to do within the church in the last year that just, just, just didn't happen. So Zach, you ain't doing your job. Yeah, well, I failed. I mess up. It's November, church. 11 out of 12. Think about this just for a little while. If God will equip you, if God will do all these things that we preached this morning, He'll, He'll put everything in place. He'll give you what you need. Even though you're not sufficient, He's sufficient. Even though He'll do all these things, why do we still choose not to do what God shows us to do? There's lots of examples of that in the Bible. I may save those for tonight. <laughs> How many times do we go through life and we don't do what God shows us? It seems like that's been brought up a lot in messages over the last few months. But church, I want you to know when Moses, when he saw God after the hillside, he quit everything. He quit watching those sheep. Did y'all realize that? In so many ways, he quit his job. I ain't telling you to quit your job and start serving God. But he's saying that he forgot everything else that was going on. He went over to the burning bush. And God used him. God used everything around him. He even used family to fulfill everything that he had. He used friends. He used colleagues. And he said, I am that I am. Tell him that I will be sufficient for what you need. I shall supply church right now. If you've got something in your life that you need to do, if, you have a, if you've got a ministry on your heart, you've got something that you need to serve the Lord, I want you to know there's no sense in waiting. There's no sense in holding on to it. I want you to know, embrace God this morning and accept the call. Go to the bush. Go to the, go where God is. And I, I tell you what, there's no better place than right here an old-fashioned altar. He'll come back there to where you're at, though. He'll go home with you. He'll be, at the, he'll be in the closets with you. He'll be in the car with you when you go home. That's how much He loves you. As I get a verse of some song ready this morning. I can't, but God can. You can't, but God can. You can't do the certain things He wants you to do, but He can do them through you. He can help you. I want you to know there's no sense in a lot of people doubting what God can do in their lives. I go through so many examples of what God did in that old Bible. There ain't, no ain't no scientific way to explain it. I still don't know how He took that old dust and made a man called Adam. I still don't know how He breathed into him a thing called the breath of life, and He gave him life right through His old nostrils. Up as a man. I can't understand and explain to you exactly how he took a rib or the side, whatever you want to say, and he put it over here to the side. He made another person. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand God's power. But I know he's all powerful. He can do all things. And I'm glad the Bible tells us we can do all things. Well, I've said that three messages in a row, and I don't know why it keeps sticking with me. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. I ain't telling you you can do all things. You can pick up this church or pick up your car, but you can worship the Lord. Or you can dedicate your life through Him. That's the only way to do it. As we stand, what page you got?